0: Unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. And today... Today, David, we've got kind of a, we're pivoting a little bit. We've got a secret surprise for the listeners today. I'm just going to turn it over to you like I usually do, and I'm going to play a fly on the wall during this
1: week's episode. Okay. Just make sure you have a release for fly on the wall. Ah, (laughs) So maybe a little bit of pre-introduction before we get to our our great guest. We're very lucky to have a special guest, a little different than the guests we often have had reports from the field. I really like everyone who comes on to have something practical to say and have some track record, and this guy certainly does. But, you know, most of us, you, me, Nathan, a lot of our listeners, a lot of the people in our world as marketers, we sell to people who are already pretty much sold on the idea of direct response, on the idea of copywriting, um, on the methods we use, and maybe they uh, might not choose us, or they would choose us, and maybe they would have a different idea about how to go about doing essentially the same thing. You know, that is using the words we write that get broadcast, or spoken, or printed, or messaged, or whatever, to bring customers, maybe to bring cash in a sale. That's sort of a given. A lot of us sort of left this other world of people who would rather do differently, to put it as politely as I can. But our guest today does work with some people like that, but he's also willing to talk to people of whom there are, I don't know, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million, just in the U.S. alone, small business owners, many of whom have not crossed the street, have not not breached the gap yet. And you know, uh, don't necessarily see things our way. And of course, so maybe we'll get Tim to talk about that a little bit today. And he's also got a ton of information for those of us who know nothing about radio or TV advertising. And count me as one of them. Tim is Tim Burt, and he's going to give you the inside story about writing copy for radio and TV commercials. In 26 years, last 26 years, Tim has written, recorded, and or produced more than 30 Thousand commercials worldwide, and his clients range from small businesses to giant global corporations, even to presidential campaigns. Hmm. Uh, he's the founder of timbertmedia.com dot com, dot com, and he's created programs including Broadcast Ad Secrets, the Restaurant Marketing Series, and I, I, I had that one twice. There's a a third one you had whose name I really The Truth About Advertising. I remember it now. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's his third program. And he's been in some, uh, pretty high visibility publications in the industry, radio Inc, as well as Huffington post and the wall street journal. So before we get into the good stuff, I have to tell you something that you'll almost certainly never hear on the radio. And that is this copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need, but if you make extreme claims and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do that all the time, so... Tim, welcome. I'm sorry to take up so much time, but I really needed to let people understand that you're not just another copywriter doing Facebook ads and funnels and sales pages.
2: Right. Do you need a funnel? Do you need a funnel, guys? I can't give you a funnel. I could give you a funnel. I don't. No, don't need a funnel. I, I actually went and saw uh, a very private event with James Malinchek. I don't know if you're familiar mm, with him. Yeah, sure. Uh, and he was talking. <laughs> he was so funny. You talk about the funnel. He was actually he made a reference to. Uh, to Russell Brunson and he said, you know, Russell and I are good friends and all this. Said, okay. Russell Brunson. He's like, he seems like any problem you have, there's a funnel for it. <laughs> you break your arm. You need a funnel. You know, you want to have a hamburger for lunch. Well, you need a funnel. You know, no, come on. It's not, um, it, it's not always that, uh, complex, but, but first off, thank you for having me on uh, the copywriters podcast. This is, uh, this is really, really cool. Uh, glad to be here. And, um, there's, boy, there's just so many areas we could go into here when it comes to, uh, funnels or copywriting for radio or TV or podcasts. You know, I'm actually getting ready. I'm working on a program right now called ads for podcasts and podcast advertising is almost, it's, it's 95% of the same as radio with some very, very big uh, benefits and exceptions. And one of those that I have to, that I try to impress upon everybody when they say, oh, podcasts, I mean, if I'm not on Joe Rogan or Adam Carolla, I mean, what's the point? Uh, What's the point? Uh, First off, uh, you talk about advertising for podcasts versus radio. Radio advertising is essentially, as I like to call it, cotton candy. It's very linear. You cannot go backwards. Uh, Once you hear it, it's got to stick in your mind. And then hopefully your target audience will act and react or react and act. With podcasts, they live forever. As long as they're online somewhere, they live forever forever. Now, you tell me a business owner that isn't interested in hearing, hey, my commercial can play 24-7 as someplace on some podcast that somebody might be listening to somewhere on this planet. Yeah, you've got their attention. And not only that, uh, you talk about making evergreen ads, which I'm sure we'll, we'll cover here in just a little bit. But an evergreen ad, something that's not price point specific, something that is, can play anywhere, anytime, any, any day. Um, man, it just, that's so powerful. And I don't think a lot of small business owners, as you alluded to, uh, David, I don't think they understand it. I don't think they grasp it.
1: Well, let's, let's, um, start right at square one. And could you explain the difference on radio and TV between top of mind advertising, which I think is what I see 95% of the time, yeah, um, or here and direct response advertising, yeah,
2: top of mind, uh, top of mind awareness or top of mind advertising uh, is now mistakenly called branding. This is a branding spot. <laughs> Yet, if you if you run into a radio or TV uh, sales rep and they say, "Well, we want to run a branding spot," or even some ad uh, ad execs, ad ad agency execs, uh, ask them when well, they say, "Well, this is a branding spot." Well, what does that mean? And watch them do my favorite dance: the backpedal. <laughs> they they can't tell you what they think a, a quote branding spot is is really top of mind awareness, which they believe is nothing but uh, features mm-hmm. as opposed to benefits. You know, fee, f- f- facts tell, but stories sell. Okay, just keep that in mind. I don't care if you have an evergreen spot or a time sensitive spot or a price uh, you know price limited spot the story is going to sell and and it's not the story of here's Johnny and Johnny wants to do this with that. No, no, no. It's how is this going to make your life better? When you use the blank from blank, it will blank. So you can blank, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those uh, transition phrases, you know, a lot of the, if then things, if you do this, then you can blank and it will make your life better. Great. Now, if you want to turn that into a direct response ad, all you got to do is basically flip it around and say, and right now at the Home Depot, it's only $4.99, <laughs> you know, until mm-hmm. Sunday, something like yeah. that. Yeah. It still solves a problem. It still is a benefit to their life. It still uh, has value. It's just you're putting a, you're, the scarcity element on that, on that story. That's what's going to drive sales. That's going to drive, it's going to drive fast sales. You know, now that's top of mind. Direct response, where I love to live because, and there's nothing in my mind that is uh, more gratifying in this business than hearing, uh, you know, you you, you put an ad out and then you hear, oh my gosh, my web traffic just blew up. Yeah, great. Because you put, you know, direct response. The best direct response ad you'll never hear, but I always use as an example is, let's say you're driving home, And so if you were driving, uh, if you were driving somewhere and you, and you heard a radio commercial that said today at the best buy in San Francisco, downtown San Francisco beats headphones are $20. Well, I don't have, you don't have to twist my arm and tell me that five times again. Now you might want to repeat it just because of the unbelievability of that statement. And and that's where you would throw in the, yes, you heard right. Or, no, that is not a misprint. I'm reading this exactly as it's written. Beats headphones are $20. (laughs) Something like that. You want to talk about driving direct response, that will do it. Direct response, normally it's tied
1: to a price. Doesn't always have to be, but it helps. Okay, that's really good info. So, what's the biggest mistakes you see retailers making with their advertising? (sighs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Let me pick, I'll pick two. The first
2: one I the first one is with restaurants and my restaurant marketing series talk about this. Does McDonald's list every single item on their menu in their commercials? Of course not. No, of course not. They don't, they can't physically impossible. What is McDonald's known for? the happiest place on earth to go get burgers and fries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially, well, it used to be now that they're installing all the touchscreen stuff that's kind of removed and they're taking the play places out, but that's not neither here nor there. They're known for burgers and fries. That's it. Doesn't matter that they have shakes and salads and apple pies and doesn't matter what local restaurants do. And even uh, local chains. um, I hear this a lot. Is Oh, we have you know at uh you know what, what, let's let's use a real world example here, David. What's your favorite local restaurant there in San Francisco?
1: Hmm. Um. I think it's the Bull's Head. The Bull's Head? Yeah. Steakhouse? I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If so,
2: so you go there for steak. Yeah. And it's now, if the Bull's Head were to start running a radio commercial, and it said, "Today, the Bull's Head." We have our new uh, rotisserie chicken or ground turkey burger. What? Why are you talking about that? People go there for steak. All right. One of the biggest mistakes that I hear local businesses make, especially ones that are relatively successful, is they stray away from what got them there. People have shown a willingness to pay money for whatever made you famous. If it's the Bulls Head and their and their their biggest seller is a ten ounce ribeye, just for instance, okay. Today at the Bulls Head, you can come in and get our famous uh, ten ounce ribeye for only fourteen ninety nine. Comes with a potato, vegetable, and a drink. That's that's every day. Uh, you come <laughs> uh, the sooner you get here, the sooner you, the, the better your odds of getting one. Because when they're gone, they're gone. You know, <laughs> one of those types of things. Now you've turned you've turned top of mind awareness and direct response into in kind of matched them into one.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually focusing on what what customers want instead of trying to be creative and impose your will on on somebody else, I can see that as a big mistake. When you talk about using a gateway drug, your term in an in, yeah. in ad, is that what you mean? Absolutely, yeah. There, th- for instance,
2: in the example I just gave, the 10 ounce ribeye would be the gateway drug if you get there and all of a sudden you think, wow, yeah, I like that ribeye, but man, that, that Porter house looks pretty good too. Great. The point is you got in the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Very few people actually walk into a restaurant and then turn around and leave. You know, they're, <laughs> they're going to eat something there. You know, um, that, that would be the first thing. The second, the second biggest mistake I hear is uh, more than one method of contact. And I guarantee you right now, you could go out to your car, you could turn on a radio, you could turn on your TV and you will hear, a, give us a call at phone number and then a website. No, no, no. Studies have shown more, for more than 50 years, if you give people more than one option, it actually induces anxiety in the mind of the audience. And let's face it, we as a country are anxious all the time anyway and we have been for decades. Yeah. Why make this worse? If I am, the, if I am your client If I'm your, I'm sorry, your potential customer, and you are the business owner, why are you giving me more than one way to get a hold of you? Pick the one way you want me to contact you. And the thing is, you have to ask the business owner, what is that one way? Is it, do you want phone traffic, foot traffic, web traffic? What do you want?
1: Only hey, they can answer that question. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about this because on a website, of course, you do want to give them maybe a phone number, a physical address, sure. um, maybe a Facebook page, but they've got time to go back and forth. When you're hearing it, um, especially if you're driving or if you're busy, you're not going to take time to write those things down, look at them and decide. Let me, let me ask you this. So I, I, I get that. On Let me ask you something else. On a radio or TV ad, you've only got, Sixty, or maybe even thirty, or I don't know, maybe even ten seconds to to get someone, let's say, to go to a store. What would you say are are the key parts of a message that you're going to put into such a short ad to actually get someone to show up at a retailer? Sure. Uh, well, the biggest question is why.
2: Um, I gave this example when I was doing a a, a seminar in South Africa a number of years ago, and somebody said. During a break, they asked me, Can a five second commercial really be effective? And I said, Oh, absolutely, it can. Let me prove it to you. And, the, and I've, I've actually got video of this. So I'll, I'll share it with you. Uh, the example I gave there was a, gr- there's a grocery store over there called Pick and Pay and a very large chain. And I said, Imagine you're driving home today and you turn on the radio and you hear, Hey, this is Steve from Pick and Pay. Today at four o'clock, I'll show you how to kill a guy with a toothpick. <laughs> now now, you know who i am you know where i am you know when this is going to go down and you know what's going to happen
1: right and yeah and and that that really does sound like a james bond move i mean i don't <laughs> know how to kill someone with a toothpick. i think i only know one guy who could do that myself i'm not him <laughs> sure
2: but you see you see the point the point is why that's the ultimate question you have to ask if you're gonna run something that short, which I'm not opposed to um it it's got it boy, it better hit him in the gut, okay, it better hit him in the gut so you can forget about that uh I say forget about but a i d a and all that stuff yeah, trying to do a top of mind awareness spot in five seconds uh first off, it better be a pretty- st- strongly established brand number one, and number two, it still is going to go back to why unless it's. Th- uh, unless it's that top tap on the shoulder, which I've never believed in. I one of the first lessons I learned about advertising from a salesperson, which turned out to be total bull, uh, was the uh, the the scenario they post is why does Budweiser continue to run advertising? And the explanation that I've heard from many salespeople, which is highly flawed, understand that highly flawed, banish this from your brain. They would say. Well, it's to remind, you, it's a little tap on the shoulder. Hey, I've got a Budweiser in the fridge. What? No, that's not. <laughs> it's for you to go to the store to get the Budweiser. Unless you don't like Budweiser, then there's nothing that Budweiser could ever do to compel you to buy. That's it.
1: Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in LA's famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between, it costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000-ahead seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. So, so how do you, yeah, I understand that, but how, and everyone listening to this understands that, but how do you turn this into, Um, a message in 30 seconds or 15 seconds if you're not going to kill someone with a toothpick
2: well it it all goes back to the why you know what what is the first off what's the reason that they want to advertise is Mm -hmm. it um you know what's their stated goal you know what's the advertiser stated goal because they have this money that they want to spend on radio television both print billboards whatever it is why Mm -hmm. now if it's an event like a concert self-explanatory if you're selling shoes well, okay. Why? What, what? Why? What's what makes these shoes so special? You know, they, you get into the AIDA stuff. Why am I going to buy these shoes? Is it because, uh, you know, if you have plantar fasciitis and it's going to relieve your pain and it will help, it'll help you walk, or um, these are the the most comfortable dress shoes uh, that feel like feel like athletic shoes uh, but look like dress shoes? You know, or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It's something like that. Again, it, it all boils down to the why. And again, uh well, not again, this is the first time I've made this point. It's something I impress upon and try to impress upon radio and TV salespeople in my seminars is look, every commercial is a different planet unto themselves. So when you say, Oh, I've got a great idea for a blank in this um in this niche, well, they didn't you know, business A didn't use it, but i bet you business B would. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are they doing the exact same thing, providing the exact same service for the exact same price?
1: If that's the case, then yes, you can do that. Odds are they're not. Well, you know, one one thing that fascinated me when we talked earlier about what you said and and the, the whole idea is that, you're willing. I I, I got to hand it to you. You're willing to do something I'm not willing to do. You're willing to go out there and evangelize. You're willing to go out there and try to convert people. Oh, I thought you were going to say something far worse than that. So thank you. What What did what <laughs> you think I was going to say?
2: We continue.
1: Well, we even, we <laughs> didn't even say that. Now, all right. Um, anyway, um, and and so you're willing to listen to all the silly reasons people don't want to do what's going to help them get what they want whether it's people to their event customers in the door or whatever could you talk about some of the more in, you know the the dog ate my homework versions of people re- refusing to do things that make advertising sense what what are some of the oh. more interesting reasons you've heard at your seminars or with Yeah. Them? Yeah. Um,
2: understand this first off and and you'll see where I'm going here. The average consumer reads, hears, or sees approximately 3,000 different commercials a day. Now, I think that number is actually closer to 5,000, if you really boil it down. And then I go into, I explain to them, what is a commercial? Promoted posts, tweets, pins, uh, all of those things on socials. Those are all ads. Amazon, Google, Facebook, radio, TV, billboards. How many billboards did you see driving in today? And Can you name one? Direct mail. Uh, playing free games on your phone. Those are all loaded with ads, but yet most people don't consider, you know, they, they they are not uh, permeating the conscience of the user unless it's something so dramatic, so, uh, you know, they say it's got to get attention. Well, yes, but it's got to maintain attention. So what happens, the, the, the cumulative effect of that, of hearing, what are we talking, uh, three, 21,000 ads a week on average That might be on the low end. Mm -hmm. You're talking about that many ads. That subconsciously plants all of those things in your brain. So when it comes time for a business owner to say, "Well, I'm going to add, I want to advertise," but uh, there's too many ads out there, or there's too many. uh, This was just a a question on a seminar. People say, "Well, there's there's too many ads out there." Yes, there are. The question is, what's going to make you different? Um, I've heard. um, oh i i don't have time or I, I i'm not a you know they don't have the skill set to advertise which is great because that's where people like us come in to play they hire people like us sure but the the thing is you have to get them to understand that i always talk about abc you ever see Glen Gary Glenn ross i did yeah you know in that movie it stands for always be closing
1: yeah right
2: I amend that to when a, when a business owner says, well, I can't, cause I can't afford to, or I don't have the time or the money or whatever it is. I say, uh, you familiar with ABC? I, I make it stand for always be communicating. Mm-hmm. There is no reason with all of these tools that people can't, uh, that a business, uh, cannot be uh, doing something at least once a day. Sure. So, so it's usually an issue of time, money, and those are the two biggest reasons, but ultimately the biggest reason is knowledge, lack of knowledge.
1: I don't know how to do it, or I want to do it, but uh, well, where do I start? Okay, so that that leads me to my next question is, what would you suggest for copywriters who'd like to branch out into working with retailers this way, Um Maybe the, maybe, you know, with you, probably you're not looking for copywriters or just in their own local community or maybe with the radio station. Any any advice on first steps or anything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well,
2: first off, let me say that um, I, I I wouldn't I might hire a copywriter just if I'm having trouble on something that would be very rare. I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody else or I'm worse than anybody else. I just do what I do. Yeah. I want I want every copywriter to succeed and I honestly believe that if the the really great copywriters if we all succeeded at what we do there would be far better commercials on every single platform. Yeah, okay? I, agree. I so I really I don't view myself in competition with other copywriters such as yourself. I I don't look at it that way. I want us all to succeed. Whatever okay. that level of success is. Okay. So first, first off, let's just say that, but the question of what can you do if you're a copywriter and maybe you're struggling to get clients, uh, at my seminars, I'm willing to take a loss leader. And what I do is I bring people up on stage and I write them something on the spot. I'm willing to do that. You have to be, it's almost like you have to view yourself as a retailer and it's black Friday. You almost have to be willing to give away something in order to get, to attract attention,
1: to get, more business in uh, on, on the other side of it. Does that make sense? Sure. It does. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's really good client getting advice in, in terms of skills. Obviously there's a difference between a 10,000 word sales letter and a 30 second ad. What what, what would that be about 75 <laughs> words, I guess? Right.
2: Right. And you know, if, if you, I, and I've done this before, if you're, uh, you scour through the direct mail stuff. You scour through the newspaper. You look on, you see the local ads on, on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you are. And in the back of your head, if you've, if you haven't seen an ad that is just so wretched that you're not screaming, Oh my God, who wrote this? Um, that you're probably in the wrong industry. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. But what you do is, and I've done this, you go to that business owner and go, can I talk to you about your advertising? And they go, wow. Yeah. So-and-so does it for me. Well, listen, I'm a professional copywriter and I just wrote this little thing. And I, and all I know from you is either I'm a frequent customer or I just saw this and can I help you with this? Oh yeah. That's great. You give them a, give them a, a tagline, a slogan, give them, write them a 15 second thing, write them something for a, a Facebook post, whatever. hmm And here's the thing to keep in mind. You might be saying, well, why are you giving away your best stuff? You can't think of it in those terms. Millionaires don't think about what it's going to cost them. They think about what it's going to make them. Right. Okay. Right. In that instance, business owners, believe me, business owners talk to other business owners. And when they say, some guy walked in my store... And he gave me this Facebook post, and look, it's got 400 likes or 300 shares or whatever. Well, who was that? Oh, his name is David Garfinkel. Here's his card. Check him out. See that? That's how that grows. Now, this is we're talking slow, steady growth here, as opposed to here's 54 clients tomorrow. Whoa, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You know that's not going to fly, right? You have to be willing to again think of yourself as a retailer, and it's Black Friday. You got to give away something for dramatic discount or free just to get, you know, you want to get a little noticed. That's one way to do it.
1: That's great. Well, we're, we're just about out of time. I've got to say you've offered us uh, more than a bird's eye view, sort of a ground level, 30,000 foot and everything in between view of a a world we don't know about. And you sure do. And, you know, people want to get more from you. Um, They want to hire you if, if you have products or free info, um, What's the best way to contact you? I have
2: all of that. TimBurtMedia.com. T I M B U R T media dot com. It's Tim with a T, Bert like Reynolds Media dot com. That's the easiest way I've ever been. <laughs> that's, like Bert. That's oh yeah, Burt Reynolds. Yeah,
1: that's can't miss that, yeah, yeah. like right. Bert and Ernie, because that's B E R T. That's good. And yeah. you, you do Facebook Live sometimes, also, um, all the time. Yeah. How do How do people find out about those if they're not already connected with you? Yeah, Facebook dot
2: com slash Timbert Media. Um, and actually, all of the links to all of my socials are are on Timbert Media down at the very bottom of the page. Okay, uh, good. Very easy to find. I'm on uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. Yeah, I'm the only guy on Twitch
1: not playing video games <laughs> How about that okay well i, I was just <laughs> saying about your website you're you're not a retailer you're a small mall man there's a lot of stuff there all there's right a, there's a lot of stuff there yeah thank you well thank you uh this was great uh nathan you've been sitting there nodding and smiling and, and taking a few notes what any 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 closing thoughts before we wrap this
0: no, I like a lot of this. Um, I think that my biggest takeaway is that a lot of the stuff that Tim said is uh, kind of like a hybrid between what most people do wrong in radio and TV advertising, in my opinion, and what a lot of direct response people get right. Uh, I think that Tim, Tim approaches this from more of a uh, an, uh, an all-encompassing view Whereas a lot of times I see in, in traditional 30-second spot advertising, people neglect a lot of the stuff that Tim talked about today. So I really appreciate him coming on and sharing that with us.
1: Yeah, it's oh, been yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much. And um, I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate
0: your taking the time.
2: I, it has been an honor and a pleasure. And I would love to come back anytime. Thanks for
1: having me. I really appreciate this. Sounds great.
0: Awesome. David, what do we got coming up next time on the on the
1: Copywriters Podcast? Well. Okay, next time we're going to talk about the muscle memory technique for copywriters.
0: Mm, nice. All right. I can't wait. Until next time, copywriters, make sure you're checking out the copywriterspodcast.com and we'll catch you next week. See you then.
1: Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on GarfinkelMedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to GarfinkelMedia.com and fill out the form. That's GarfinkelMedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriter's Podcast.